Hey everyone, James here, and I'm here to tell you about our amazing sponsor, TomTuck. Yes, you know about TomTuck because we talk about them all the time on the podcast. They make amazing cases for your Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite. We all own TomTuck cases here, and I love my ultra slim case for my Switch Lite that I just got. It's stunning, and it comes in all sorts of great colors too. Now here's what I want to do. I want to tell you about their amazing Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. Now, what's really cool is that you're able to get TomTuck cases for up to 30% off on Amazon.com on Friday the 29th and also on Monday, December 2nd. They're having lightning deals, but they'll also have discounts all throughout the day to get great deals on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite products. Now, for our listeners, you can get an extra 10% off on top of these amazing deals, 10% more percent off by using Discount code DISPATCH, one word, all capital letters, DISPATCH. You can find all of the links to the Amazon pages and to the TomTalk website in the show notes below. Be there. Now, what's cool is if you miss out on those sales, don't worry. From November 25th to December 2nd, you can still use DISPATCH to get an extra 10% off your order. So go get those TomTalk cases right now. Thanks to TomTalk for sponsoring this week's podcast. Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. Hello. We Hello. don't have James this week. <laughs> he is honeymooning. Yeah, but we are going to have a lot of fun without him. He's. You guys have had a bunch of fun without me for the last few weeks, but now I am back and now James is gone. <laughs> this is the the wild world we live in at this point. At the Nintendo Dispatch, we just keep—it's like a revolving door, basically. I, it's very <laughs> few and far between that we all get to be together, but that's okay. We always manage to plug on through and have a good time doing it. So I think we're going to just jump right into the news. So the first thing we're going to talk about this week is uh, recently Shintaro Fukarwa was doing a Q and A following Nintendo's six months earning report. And he was saying how important it was for Nintendo to create new game experiences. And Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, the creator of Mario, also feels the same way. He said in a quote, I intend to keep trying to create something that brings smiles to people around the world without focusing too much on what we have already created. Um, so a lot of examples that Nintendo has recently put out that kind of fall in line with this is Labo VR and even more recently Ring Fit Adventure and other ways that they've been capturing attention to the more reluctant markets are things like, for example, the theme park that we keep talking about every once in a while. Furukawa also said that past games are also a really valuable part of Nintendo and mentioned how The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening was seen by a lot of people, but it was the perfect mix of new and nostalgic experiences. So they're trying to kind of find that fine line, balancing that fine line, but also want to bring in some new things for people to enjoy. So it's just a nice, refreshing thing to hear, especially, you know, the new Pokemon game coming out. It's still the Pokemon universe. You know, maybe we'll see some really new things, fingers crossed, but still good news. No, I mean, I, I think that's fine. Um, you know, they're just basically saying we're trying not to be stagnant. I don't know. I think it makes me a little nervous because certain things like Labo VR and Ring Fit Adventure really aren't for me. So I hope they don't shift too far from the things that made me fall in love with Nintendo because 
they would just lose me. It's just not something I would follow. You know, I think mm-hmm. Ring Fit and things like that are that it's that's a, a niche that I don't really care to be in. So I am hoping they lean heavy heavily on more the Legend of Zelda, where they're pushing past games as they're calling it into a more future driven like coming up with unique ways of representing those but all in all i you know companies have to do this they have to keep moving they have to keep developing and, and evolving so it makes sense to me and i feel like too nintendo has always been a very inventive company always trying something completely different um but you know, piggybacking on what you said about Legend of Zelda, things like that. I mean, Pokemon Sword and Shield, I feel like is a really good example. They're kind of taking the Pokemon universe, but trying to make it seem a little more fresh and new just through the play experience, not necessarily the game itself, but just how how you experience it. Yeah, but don't forget, that's not Nintendo. Like Pokemon's not Nintendo. Pokemon's Game Freak, and they're just paired very heavily with Nintendo. But oh, that's right. You know, yeah, it's Legend of Zelda is a better example of it, where mm-hmm. they've taken something that's been around for a long time and and made it you know better. But um, you know, like I said, that that makes sense. It's it's kind of the way things go. Mm-hmm. And now, just in time for Black Friday, there is an official Nintendo merchandise store officially open on Amazon. Uh, there's a lot of um, really cool merchandise, things from like clothing and apparel to toys. There's figures, accessories, even costumes. There's a Luigi Mario Kart costume <laughs> that looks really funny. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then the t-shirt designs, a few of the ones that stuck out to me were the Star Fox logo t-shirts. Yeah, I, I like thought that those one were really too. well done. Yeah. And I, they have neat. like this... Um retro super nintendo entertainment it's got like the old logo but it's kind of got this rainbow effect over it and it just kind of looks sort of vintage uh yeah i i like these i really like the simplicity of some of them and i think some of them have like a vintage retro look there's an nes one with a controller on it and it has some sort of stripes in the background and it's just a nice nod to what um you know the heritage of nintendo and it's kind of you know, for us being to close to the city, we have the Nintendo store that we could visit, where if you don't have something like that, this this may be your only chance to get, you know, some of this kind of stuff. So I think it's it's perfect that they have this, especially considering the time of year. Mm-hmm. I also think, too, it's interesting that they didn't have a store until now, because mm-hmm. the last time I went to the Nintendo store, I saw a shirt I liked and thought, oh, I'll just order it online or I'm sure it's on Amazon. And it wasn't. There was almost nothing official on Amazon when I was home later, you know, in the week and I checked. So I'm happy that this is finally an official thing. I don't know what took them so long, but yay. <laughs> yeah, I, but they. I will say though, if from what I have seen, this is not the same as what they have at the Nintendo store. This is closer to that, but the Nintendo store is... Uh, how, how can I put it? It's it's very, it not. I don't know if it's limited edition, but it's very specific to an like a region. You know, some of the stuff literally says like Nintendo America or whatever, Nintendo New York City on it, and it's very specific. Where I don't think you're gonna see something that was at the store on this store, this Amazon storefront. I don't think you'll see a lot of crossover. I just think it's more in line with it. You know, some of the stuff with these shirts and things like that, I think that's, this is the chance to get them, 
But for me personally, I would always lean towards maybe making that trip down to the city because I just think that stuff feels a little more special kind of to me. I mean, there's a couple of shirts there. I know the last time we stopped in that store, there were a few shirts there that were really, really cool. And I have not seen them anywhere else for sale. Mm, yeah, true. I think this is one step closer to that. Hopefully at some point we could get those without having to go to the city in order to do it. But uh, I I, th- I still think it's kind of kind of exciting to get some of those little figurines and accessories that we all know and love without having to go into a GameStop or something. Yeah. Um, now, we're going to get into the game news. And now I know last week you guys started talking about Pokemon, but I wasn't here for that. So I get to talk about all the Pokemon news that came out this week. And primarily the big news was the numbers, the sales numbers. And now despite all of the stuff we've been hearing and all the controversy and the Pokedex and blah, blah, blah that was going on, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield has broke all kind of Nintendo sale records. I mean, it is not just broke them, it's it's crushed them for most <laughs> of it. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield together have sold more than 6 million copies worldwide over the weekend after its 15th launch. It combined, it's the console's fastest selling title and it actually beat Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, in the U.S., it sold 2 million copies in the first two days after its launch. And Nintendo has actually said it's the highest grossing launch of any Pokemon game that they've released. So I uh, I would dare, I would say it's it's doing pretty good. It's it's not doing too bad. Now, it's not hurting. <laughs> it's not hurting. It's not hurting. Now, Pokemon in, in the U.K., Pokemon Sword and Shield actually beat out Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to claim the number one spot. And I think that's... That's, that's great. I mean, I'm a fan of both series, so I can't it's it's a win-win situation to, in my eyes. And mm-hmm. they it also claimed the biggest system exclusive game of 2019. Now, Pokémon Sword on its own is the third biggest physical game launch of the year. It's right behind FIFA 20 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. But if you combine Sword with Shield and the Sword and Shield Dual Edition, it's the second biggest launch of a Pokemon in the entire UK history. It follows Pokemon Sun and Moon, which holds the record as the biggest launch for the series. But it's also something worth noting that Sun and Moon launched on a Wednesday, while Sword and Shield launched on a Friday. And what that means is it had two more days to rack up sales. So Sword and Shield was already at a disadvantage because of when it came out. And mm-hmm. Sword and Shield, um, it, it, they didn't, they, in the UK, they don't count digital downloads, which Sword and Shield probably had many, many more of than Sun and Moon did. So I think if they were able to count the digital downloads, it would be the new number one, in my opinion, because I I guarantee a lot of people have downloads of this and not just the physical copy. So just the physical copy puts it in second place. If you added those digital downloads, I think it would have crushed Sun and Moon. It's it's weird to me that they don't count the digital downloads. Is it because maybe did Sun and Moon not have digital downloads? A a lot of these... A lot of these sales numbers, when we get them, it for for whatever reason they don't take into account digital 
downloads. I have no idea why that's the case. Maybe it's hard to track. I, I don't know. I really don't know why they don't count digital downloads in the sales numbers. They only that's count weird. physical numbers. But I think hmm. if if they did count this, it would have it would have just blown like it would have crushed everything. It, it would have crushed everything. Yeah. It'd be yeah. the biggest game in the entire world, basically. So it's so based on these numbers, the game is doing great. It's, you know, you had a lot of people crying about this or that or whatever reasons they had. And despite all of that, you can you can very clearly see that the people making a lot of noise was the minority and the majority is extremely happy with the game and buying the game and playing the game. And I'm excited about that. That actually makes me very happy. Um, and we'll get into more of the Pokemon stuff and what we've been playing later on in the show. But to see that it's a success and see that it's doing well really makes me happy um, because I think a lot of what was said about this game and what these quote unquote fans are doing to this game with review bombing and things like that is yeah. totally ridiculous. And um, and I just don't think that you know these fans um, really have the right to do that. I mean, they, they can make up whatever reasons they want, but it's not really valid. And, uh, these numbers show that it's not really making much of a difference. So, yeah. And, and the numbers too, they're kind of validating for me at least, because this is my first actual Pokemon game for a little while. I was questioning, like, is it okay that I really like this game? Because I feel like everybody who's played these games or a lot of people who've played these games haven't liked this, this this specific game so i didn't know if i was just going crazy or what but seeing i don't think that's numbers, true yeah. i don't think that's true at all i think a lot of the people that have played pokemon games have liked this game i think a lot of the people that are complaining are the people that don't play or haven't even played this game haven't even given it a chance i've played mm, many yeah. pokemon games and i will say my opinion this is the best pokemon game i've played out of all of them so i don't know why anybody would say that it's it's not. This beats Let's Go. This beats all of them. It beats every Pokemon game I've right. ever played. Right. And I, I will say, like, at first I felt like that. But then later I found out that a lot of people were just kind of, it was snowballing from a Reddit post. Like, yeah. all the controversies. No, it's, so I was it's like, ridiculous. oh, okay, maybe it is okay. It's okay no, if I like this game. <laughs> the people that are complaining about it and saying how it's so terrible, for one, probably didn't play the game. And for mm-hmm. two, the game wasn't even out yet in many of these cases. You know, yeah. so yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even consider their opinions valid I, I couldn't care less what these people think um people that i do value whether it's friends or reviewers or people online and, and mm-hmm. with youtube channels and in a vast majority of them have loved it and they you know yeah. they think it's really well done so now if you are a fan and you're playing Pokemon Sword and Shield or play have played any of them. I think you would be familiar, even Pokemon Go, I believe, has it. You would be familiar with the idea of shiny Pokemon, which are rare variations of the existing Pokemon in the game. Maybe they have color differences, things like that. Well, in Sword and Shield, they've actually introduced a even more rare Pokemon, which is sort of a variation of a shiny that is even more rare to find. So shiny Pokemon, just to give you a little context, one in 4,096 will be a shiny Pokemon. So it's you don't have a good chance of finding them. This has shiny Pokemon that they're calling 
square shinies. So the, the difference with that is you find a shiny Pokemon, but on top of it being a shiny Pokemon, it has a different uh, like introduction animation where it has these sort of little diamond square shapes that kind of spin around it. And that becomes, that's why they're calling it square shinies. So you'll find a shiny and then one in six shiny that you find is a square shiny, which is even more ridiculous to me because it's like, I can't find a, a regular shiny, let alone a square shiny. Um, now it, the, the, the amount or I guess the chance of you finding it depends on the method you use to find shinies. So if you're somebody that just randomly encounters it, you know, you're bumping around, you're just looking for shinies, you have a one in 16 chance of it being a squared shiny. Now, if you're doing the hunting version where you're literally going and chaining, you know, your Pokemon together, you it, it flips those odds to a 15 in 16 chance that it will be a square. So if you're chain if you're using the chain method to find shinies, you have a much better odds against or for finding square shinies. So I guess that's the way to do it if you are a that's shiny so. hunter. Um but I have not done much shiny hunting. I certainly haven't done the chain method because it just it just takes so long and I I get I, I couldn't I just haven't gotten to the point where I'm ready to do that yet. So at some point, I'm really hoping to do a little shiny hunt, but I haven't done it yet. What even is the chain method? Is it just hitting every Pokemon you possibly can? No, the chain method is hitting every Pokemon of the same type. So if you go to an area where there's a lot of Eevees, for example, you can only catch Eevee, 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 Eevee. If you catch something else, it breaks your chain. So the more Eevees you catch, the better your odds of the next one being a shiny. So you have to get like, you know, you could catch, but you got to catch Eevee after Eevee after Eevee, 200, 300, 400, 500. And the more you catch, the better the odds that the next one you see will be shiny. Every time you say Eevee, it's like salt in the wound. Because <laughs> you can't I, haven't, find I don't them. have any in my game. I don't know if it's like in Sword. We'll talk about it more near the end. But I don't know, guys. No Eevees in my game. I had to trade to get one. So <laughs> they're, they're there. They're there. Um, now, and then the last little Pokemon thing that I wanted to, to point out is just something really fun. The YouTube channel, Cartoon Hooligans, actually recreated the adventures and mashed them with some of their biggest, uh, with some of the Pokemon that we all know and love. So basically they went through and they just said, okay, well, if, if Iron Man was a, if Iron Man was a Pokemon, what one would it be? And then they like colored it and did it so that it would look, you know, correct. A good example that everybody would be familiar with is Squirtle, Captain America done as Squirtle. So like the little wings on his head and the shell is the shield and it looks like Captain America and it's adorable and it's wonderful. They did Thor, they do the Hulk, they did Black Widow, they do all of them. They Deadpool is is really funny. It's absolutely worth going and looking just to see Deadpools because it's it's hysterical. Um, but yeah, you got to check these out. It's fantastic. And that is Cartoon Hooligans on YouTube. It's it's great. They do such a good job recreating all of the Avengers as Pokemon. They really nailed some of them. Like Deadpool's my favorite, but also yeah. just Iron Man is so good. They did such a great job. <laughs> Galactus is wonderful. Ant Man, I thought they did a great job. Star Lord, yeah. I, I mean, they all of them are are really really well done. Spot on. Yeah. 
so moving on from Pokemon, well, like I said, we'll talk about it a little more at the end, but for now we're going to move on to other news or other game news. So you, I, I came to the podcast a little bit later, but I did play this game, Dragalia Lost. You talked about it quite a bit. Apparently there's an interesting collaboration that's about to happen. Um, a special Mega Man Chaos Protocol event is going to be taking place. Uh, apparently Dr. Willie has seized control of the great of the five great worms, and it's your job to join forces with Mega Man to save the world of Dragalia Lost. So essentially Mega Man is going to become a new character that you can play with. And if you maximize their friendship, like with a lot of these other temporary characters for events, if you maximize a friendship, you can keep Mega Man as an ally forever. Um, and he comes with his old school animations, including like the Mega Buster, Charge Shot, Charge Shots, and his trademark slide move. It runs from November 28th until the 15th of December. So if you're a Mega Man fan, you play Drag Alley Lost, or even if you haven't played Drag Alley Lost, maybe this is the time to download it and play it. Are you yeah. going to jump back in? I actually, over the last couple of weeks, I've been playing it a lot more. I'm currently oh, part okay. of the, the current event. Uh, I just picked it up. I, you know, every once in a while I start it back up and they have a few more story sections in it now. And those were my favorite part of Dragalia oh, Lost. Okay. So I don't, my characters are f- fairly strong. They're not, you know, crazy strong, like some of the ones I've come across, but for the most part, mm-hmm. they're very, fairly strong. And so I'm going through the new chapters that are in the story and I can basically put it on like autoplay and just kind of yeah. catch up on the story. And I'm sorting through all of my new top tier characters. And I've got a bunch of, um, I think it's, I don't know, Waverns or Wyverns or whatever the, the in-game currency is. So I can buy, you know, um, 10, 10 slot like roles to see if I can get new characters and stuff. Yeah. And so I've got a bunch of the things that I need to, to do stuff in the game. And I, and I just kind of gotten back into it again, a little bit here and there. I really wish that it's change up some of the, these events are always very similar. There's, they're always very much the same. And that's kind of what got me out of the game to begin with, uh-huh. where I was playing it really, I really love the world that they've created. I just wish that the gameplay was a little bit more varied. And this is an IP that I would love, love, love on the Switch. Like a fully fleshed out RPG of this world would be fantastic because it Mm -hmm. is so beautifully done. I like the animation. I like the character design. All of the stuff that they've done with it I think is great. I just would love to see it done bigger and better on an actual console as opposed to a mobile game with, you know, in-app purchases and things like that um but in general i still you know it's it's fun you just throw it on it's it takes very minimal effort to do and just kind of catch up on stuff so i'll probably jump back in when the Mega Man thing launches and check it out i think it's kind of neat so i guess you're right too because thinking back to the events there really are only about three formats they use and the one that's the most frequent is you have this person that you can use for a short period of time and then if you become friends with them they stay with you forever um and that's kind of what this is. So I guess you're right. Yeah, it would be nice if they kind of mixed it up a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, one game that I have zero interest in is Animal Crossing <laughs> Pocket Camp. I think that this is, I played it maybe very, very little. And anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm not an Animal Crossing fan to begin with, let alone a game that has in-app purchases. So this game is a big zero for me. And if it needed any more reason for me not to play it, Nintendo has given it to me in the form of two new 
subscription plans. So if you didn't feel like you were spending enough on this game, now you have a, a, a new way to spend money on Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And the two plans they have offered, these are optional. You don't have to buy into them, but if you choose to, then two plans are, uh, one is called Cookie and Depot Plan. And so if you're familiar with this game, it actually gives you five free uh, five free fortune cookies a month, which these cookies are essentially loot boxes. So in each cookie, you get a single random piece of furniture or clothing or something like that. Like every other game that's out there in this gotcha style, there's duplicates. So you may be spending money or you're paying to use these five free ones. And there's a good chance you're going to have a duplicate because obviously the things that are rare, more uh, there's a less chance that you're going to get it. And then it also says it will feature um, the cookies will have items from older sets that are no longer in circulation. So as if to entice you even further, if there was something that used to be out there for you that is no longer available, if you are part of the cookie and depot plan, you may be able to get something that you no longer can in your cookie. So uh, that's cool. Um, the subscription... <laughs> It's awesome. I'm sold. The uh, this this subscription is going to cost you a whopping eight dollars a month, um, and and beyond the cookies, which it seems to be the only thing you get, is a um, expanded inventory to to contain all of those wonderful new furniture items that you're getting out of this. So <laughs> all the duplicates that you get, yeah, you all the duplicates <laughs> you have somewhere to keep them now. Um, in addition to the cookie and depot plan, there is the happy helper plan. Now the happy helper plan is a little cheaper. It's $3 a month, which is a little bit more reasonable to me for this. And this one is for those people that are just sick of um, I guess the game demands a lot of your time. Like you have to go in there and maintain things and collect things and do all this, you know, stuff for your camp. That's the game's constantly asking you to do well with the happy helper plan. The game gives you a helper to kind of manage your camp a little bit and take care of things. So it reduces how often you have to log in and do some of the tasks that you normally would have to do. Essentially you get to pay them for somebody else to play your game. And, uh, I mean, who doesn't want that? That sounds awesome. That's and, literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. And this plan also includes 60 premium currency leaf tickets per month. So buckle up, people. This is a deal. And uh, yeah, there you go. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. For the three people that still play this, you have two new ways of spending your money. I'm actually curious if any of our listeners do play this game. Because yeah, I, I know Mots likes... I know Mots likes... Animal Crossing in general. I don't know if he dove into this game, though. I don't believe he did. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think we both started it and both found it to be um, not ideal, not not necessary. It's kind of like a Mitomo where it was just like, wow, this is mm. pretty boring. But, um, but I if don't you know, had I that happy helper. <laughs> yeah, that would have changed everything. Um, but I think <laughs> Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, I think a lot of the people that are Animal Crossing fans don't love this at least i don't mm. believe they do and it has been sort of the lowest grossing game for nintendo out of all of their mobile offerings so i don't think it has the following like some of even you know dragalia lost which is a brand new ip had a better following so i don't i don't think it's doing super super well but um mm. 
okay. don't know. Maybe that's why they tried to introduce these subscription plans so they could get a little bit more money out of people. I'm not entirely sure. I was just thinking the same thing. If you do play this and this sounds great to you, then let us know. Uh, now, if in, in a very minor news, if you're a huge fan of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which I know a lot of our listeners are, then you will be excited to hear that at a recent Super Smash Brothers Ultimate tournament, Sakurai himself made an appearance and he slipped and said that he was just, just this morning, he was working on a brand new unannounced fighter that will be coming to the game. I think that puts it up to 476 different fighters in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's not true, but there is a lot. There is a lot. And I, I cannot help but not care about any more fighters in this game. I, I honestly just don't care. But I know there's a lot of people that do. And so there's a little tease. Sakurai's just throwing this out there to say, hey, I still refuse to sleep. I still cannot stop working on this game. <laughs> I'm still working on fighters for you. So there you have it. That's a, another fighter coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, boy. Yep. So those those Smash Brothers fans, keep your eyes peeled. Yep. I'm sure in, in another couple months, they'll say what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we will be hearing about it soon. And yeah. it, that's that's cool. I mean, if that's something you really, really enjoy and you really care about it. But I mean, we've had this discussion. Mots and I have had this discussion yeah. with Smash Brothers. I've got the game. I've tried so hard. I used to love, love, love Smash Brothers. And I can't help but be bored to death when I play it now. Uh, it's just not for me any longer. I just don't care about it anymore. And adding more fighters and all of this stuff, I just... I, it's impossible for me to get excited about this game any longer. Well, I have something you can get excited about. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, moving on to accessories and products. Apparently this doesn't already exist, which I'm very sad it didn't, but I'm happy now it's going to. Funko has announced its next Pokemon Pop vinyl figure is Eevee. Where the heck was it before? <laughs> wow, that is surprising. I mean, obviously, yeah. I can see the notes when before we start, so I I knew what was coming, but I was absolutely surprised that this didn't already exist. That's that's a shock to me, but I'm happy to see that it's coming out. the The photos of it are yeah. adorable. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm happy to see that it's joining along with Pikachu, Charmander, Bulbasaur. What's the other one there? Venusaur, Venusaur. I'm happy to see it's a part of the crew. And uh, I do have to get a Charmander because I still think that's my favorite. But Eevee would have to be in there as well because it's just so cute. I think I only want an Eevee. I have I have a decent collection. I have like some X-Files characters, some Magic the Gathering pop figurines. But I, I think I need an Eevee. And that's the only one I feel really like I need now. Of then the then my collection will be complete. Or of of pop- all the Pokemon, I only want Eevee. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, she's my favorite. She, he, whatever gender decides it wants to be. <laughs> so as far as the Pokemon Funko pop figurines, Eevee's the only one you would care about. Mm-hmm. And if they come out with any of the Eeveelutions, I want all that's, those. That, I, I'm, but that's yeah, it. <laughs> I would say that I would say that those need to come out as well. But I'm just surprised that Eevee wasn't maybe only because like, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. You'd think that they would have come out with her then. I, I just, it's weird to me. Yeah, well, it's coming out now. 
And I think that does it for all of our big news this week. Uh, so now we can move on to the bestseller, top 10 bestsellers of the week. Uh, first place, Pokemon Sword. Second place, Pokemon Shield. Not very surprised, but very happy. Uh, third place, Luigi's Mansion 3. Fourth is Pre- Preventive Strike. Fifth, Untitled Goose Game. Sixth, Pokemon Sword and Shield Double Pack. Seventh is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Eighth, Human Fall Flat. Ninth, Overcooked 2. And tenth, Mad Age in the Sky. And then one new game that made it in the top 30 was Zen Chess Collection in 20th place. Okay. That's it. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, no real big shocker. I'm happy to see Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are right there, neck and neck. And it again, it's really kind of interesting because, you know, it seemed like Sword was going to be the clear, clear winner. And it seems like a lot of people are kind of, we, I, we know a couple people. I know, you know, we've mentioned her before, but our friend Becca, she has shield. I have shield. You have sword. Um, I'm the only one I know of that has sword. Mats has shield, I believe. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. funny because so many people were saying, oh, sword, sword, I want sword. And it seems like the majority that I, at least I know in my immediate bubble here is shield and uh yeah i thought i thought i was going to be the outlier i thought i was going to be doing something a little i was going rogue with shield but apparently not so i'm happy to see that because it was such a big discrepancy between pokemon let's go pikachu and pokemon let's go eevee that was much larger mm-hmm. gap and i'm also happy Which that i chose more uh pikachu was had more oh oh okay That's yeah exciting. All right. um but no eevee you know eevee i i, I I'm happy with my choice for getting Eevee. <laughs> so with that, let's get into the new releases that we are interested in coming out this week. And I'm going to let you kick this off. Okay. So on November 26th, we both have this one checked, is Pine. Um, so Pine is an open world action adventure game set in a simulated world in which humans never reach the top of the food chain. Uh, it's just an adventure game, you're running around, you're killing things, you're attacking things. The The overall look of it, I would say, is almost Breath of the Wild style graphics. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I think, think that's appropriate, yeah. Um, I will say, when I saw the name on this list, I was like, oh no. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember when they announced this a couple months ago, it might have actually been more than a few months ago. I think it might have actually been in the spring when they showed a little bit of it. And I thought it looked it looked bad. It did mm-hmm. not look good. But in the most recent trailer, it looks like, you know, they took some time, fixed up the graphics a little bit, made it, you know, cleaned it up. And uh, yeah, it, it's $25 coming out on the 26th. So no, I think this looks, check it out. I think this looks great. I think it's, um, I will be interested to see some reviews. It's not one that I need to pull the trigger on right away. I have plenty that I'm busy with right now playing. Right. But I will be watching this one. I'm, I'm excited for it. It does look very good. Like you said, it does look like it uh, It kind of bumped up in the in the graphic department because it was hurting a little yeah. bit there. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you keep going down your list. I only have okay. one other checked. So, Okay. Uh, the next one I have checked for November 28th is a game called One Way Ticket. Now, I'm not – I always have trouble calling these things games because it's more of an interactive novel. Uh, it's – based on a true story of these people who get stuck on a ship in the middle of the ocean and what happens to them uh, because people turn up dead. (laughs) Mm. So I thought it just looked really interesting for $7. You know, if it goes on sale, great. If not, I mean, I might be interested in picking it up. Um, But I had that one that was on my radar. 
And then next, I just want to mention, uh, we've talked about Decay Logo so many times. We mentioned last week that it's official launch date or relaunch date, I guess. Official launch date for the Switch. I don't know what you want to call it at this point because it's basically delay of Logos at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's coming out on the 28th, $20. And I, I've mentioned before, I'm going to wait before trying to play it again. Give it some time for them to hopefully fix any issues because they haven't said if they fixed any issues or not. And when you mentioned that we were given a code for this, so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you had tried it, we were going to read a review and the creators actually came out and said, you know, there's a lot of problems. Unfortunately, the, the, the code that was released was a, a version that we didn't intend and please basically hold off on giving your review until we are able to fix that. So it's getting yeah. re-released now or re-release now. And, and to be fair, we're going to wait. We, we did try it. It was, it was buggy. It wasn't, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't great, but you know, they were very transparent. So I think it it's, it's worth looking at. I think it's an interesting game. I think visually it's interesting and the price point seems fair. So it's definitely worth mentioning. Yeah, and I talked more in depth about the experience I had last week. If if anybody, you know, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you want to give it another listen. I talked about it a little bit there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then the next day, November 29th, not something I'm personally interested in, but wanted to mention it because I know it has a pretty big cult following. Uh, four, all four of the five nights at Freddy's games are coming to the Switch, and each of them is gonna be eight dollars. So if that's something you've been interested in, soon you'll be able to play it on your Switch. Yeah. Absolutely. And the last one I have checked is called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. This is a $20 game. It's currently on sale for $16. It's probably a pre, uh, pre-purchase pre sale. And it's a narrative adventure game about traveling, sharing stories, and surviving manifest destiny. It's a very beautiful uh, combo between 2D visuals and 3D overworld. And it's got hand-drawn illustrations. It just looks very, very interesting. It's definitely worth checking out the whole point is to kind of just wander around and you're hearing stories and that's sort of you're playing out this this narrative and it's i like games that do that and i'm excited to see a little bit more of this especially after watching the trailer for it and kind of seeing you know just some of the the drawings and some of the screenshots of it it reminded me a lot of the carvings like the ink you know where you carve out the blocks and then do the ink illustrations with it what is that I, I can't think of the name of the the art style i know what you're talking about it's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> but it reminds me a lot of that where if it's you know it does look sort of heavy-handed it sort of looks like these big sort of rough around the edges illustrations yeah. and it's and it's beautiful and it's different uh it reminds me of uh Oberdin there that came out a few weeks back where it's just something about it is so unique and i i really wanted to just kind of call this out because i felt like this was something and for 16 dollars right now it seems like a an, an absolute steal yeah i had it checked too it just you know i've mentioned a few weeks in a row how a lot of the games they start to feel the same after a while mm-hmm. And this was one of those games where it was so refreshing and so different that I'm excited to see more of it when it does come out. I'll have to keep an eye on it. And I hope it does well. I hope it is, you know, mm-hmm. as interesting as it kind of looks to be, because to be 100% honest with everybody, a lot of the games that were coming out this week, at least in my opinion, felt very, very um, like a mobile port brought to the Switch. They just don't have the polish. They didn't have the quality of the games that we would come yeah. to expect on the Switch. So when when you have something that's a little bit of a diamond in the rough, you absolutely have to call it out. And that's what we're doing. 
So where the water tastes like wine. Check mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> yep. And that is November 29th. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Well, I think it goes without saying we're pretty Pokemon heavy right now. <laughs> yes, that is that is what we are playing. <laughs> yes. So I will say just before we jump into talking about this more in depth, if you haven't got the game or in, in plan on getting it or if you just got it and haven't dove into it too much, there may be spoilers. So maybe stop listening now. <laughs> but yeah, I am loving this game. I can't put it down. And I know you have definitely seen how much I've been playing. <laughs> I think I played all day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you've been you've been playing yeah. quite a bit. I, I'm trying my best to keep up, and this this is something that happens a lot with us. Where you know it may be, <laughs> oh, let's get this game. This would be fun to play together. And then Christina puts 40 hours into it before I've ever been able to start it. And then it's like, oh well, enjoy the rest of that game because now I'm not even gonna not even gonna try because you. Well, it works. <laughs> it works out in your favor sometimes though, because then I can give you hints for things. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. But yeah, we are both yeah. playing it. We're not that far apart. Um, so we're both enjoying it. As we mentioned before, I have shield. She has sword. But o- overall, I'm I'm right there with you. I have been loving this game. I feel like this has been, at least in my opinion, the best Pokemon game that I've played. I think that mm-hmm. it is absolutely beautiful, despite what everybody says about the animations or you know the trees or whatever yeah despite (laughs) despite those things i will say that when i'm running through i think the wild area is my least favorite visually everything else i feel is just gorgeous when you're coming over hills and looking down at a valley and maybe there's a Mm -hmm. gym there uh, or an arena or whatever they're called in this i find those are just absolutely beautiful beautiful areas in the game i think that it's just so well done and the colors and the variations of the locations. And when you run into battles during those spots and you can see sort of the, the, the landscape in the background each time. And I just think that there's, it's, it's beautiful. I think it's really, really, really well done. I like the animations of the characters. I love that I can customize my character. That was something I haven't been able to experience before. I think that some of the previous games did it, but I didn't play that game, so I I didn't get to customize my character. And now that I finally can, and it, well, those little things just make it so much more personal for you when you're able to make the character look a certain way that I just really can start to be more engaged with my character, more I can put myself in that position and just really enjoy it more. Um, I, I'm just really, really enjoying a lot of what I'm experiencing through the game. What is what section are you in right now? Like what town? I am about to fight. I'm I think maybe the fourth gym. I'm I'm going to the fourth gym. I just passed the ruins with the diglet uh like carved into the side of the cliff. I just passed the big castle, whatever that big castle town is on the outside of the wild area, the north of the wild area. Oh, okay. So are you in like the desert kind of landscape? Yeah, I'm past. I guess I'm in that. Yeah, I'm in that area. You're in that town. So it's kind of like Egypt sort of. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. The little town. There's like little Mm -hmm. uh, stands. And now that my question is, too, and I think this is one of the differences between us. What was your gym type in that town? Like what what um, sort of Pokemon? The gym type in the desert area, I believe, was fighting. 
See, and that's the difference. Mine is really? ghost. <gasps> so I am fighting. Really? I'm fighting. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm fighting a. Um, it's a little creepy kid that has like this mask on his face. Um, oh, I'm excited to fight. That. I like. That. I've seen that person. I don't a think times you in, like, get that trailers. fight. That's the difference. That's what I'm saying. You don't get to fight that get it person at all. because it's not in your game. It's in my game, and I probably won't have a fighting gym. So that's why I was curious. I I didn't know because you had mentioned a certain type was beneficial for you to ha- go into that. And when I got to my gym, I was like, well, that doesn't work for me. So it got me thinking, I bet you this oh. is the difference. She doesn't have, this wasn't the same gym as what I have. I'm hoping they're just in a different order. Possibly, but I don't think so. I do remember hearing that there were variations in the gyms. So there's going to be certain gym types okay. that you have for your game that I don't, and there's going to be certain ones that I have that you don't. And I think this is one of those. So the area you're going to get into next, I am calling the Forbidden Forest from Harry Potter. Okay. The music is like it. And I feel like when I'm walking through, that's where I'm at. It's the area with like the glowy mushrooms that you've seen here and there. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And I absolutely love it. Nice. Um, I fought the fairy gym there. Okay. So and you'll have to let me know what what you what you end up fighting there. Yeah, and that could be the, back to the same. That could be back to the same Maybe, yeah. same type. I would assume that's where I find my Gather Region Ponyta, which is, as anybody knows, <laughs> is just a a unicorn essentially with the yeah, cotton color, pretty much. cotton candy hair. Um, so that is another difference between shield and sword. You get far fetched or sir fetched or whatever his name is, and I get the Ponyta. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited By the for way, that. I do. I do see that version of Ponyta in my game. It's just I'm fighting other people that have it. Yeah, you just can't capture it. Yeah, exactly. I just can't catch it. Yeah. Um. So that would just mean I'll capture a few so I can trade you one of them and um, then you can have it as your very own. Now, I will say in addition to all of the, the pros, I do have and I have been taking notes of a few things as I play through that I would mm. like to see or I would like to have in the next one. And these are in no yeah. way uh, deal breakers. These are not something where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't play this game. They're just things I've noticed where I'm like, okay, this is one of those things I want changed in the next version. Now, I've always mm-hmm. said that I would love an open world, almost an, a, a World of Warcraft-esque Pokemon game where you create your character, completely customize your character, and you all start in whatever towns, various towns all across the the overworld, and you just go at it. There's NPCs throughout the game, but a lot of the people you see are people you can run up and say, hey, do you want a battle? Just like you would in this game. That's In theory, that's what this game is, is you're supposed to be running around battling other people. And I do think something like that would play really well. I still think a game like that would be amazing. I want that. But I don't know if Nintendo and, and to some extent Game Freak, but I don't think the Nintendo console can even handle it, to be honest, because I do see that the wild area it kind of is in that way, in that vein, but it is buggy. And that, I believe, in a large part, is Nintendo's fault because they're so, so terrible with their online 
uh, like gameplay that I just think yeah. that that's that, that's the that's the thing that's hurting this game. I honestly think that Nintendo and the way they handle online play is just atrocious, and I do think that comes into play with this because it just it's just terrible. Um, so one thing I would like to see is playing with friends and having that open world, whether it's in the wild area or whatever, be more streamlined. I don't understand how they're doing it at the moment, but it just seems like sort of haphazard. People kind of jump in and jump out. And there's, I don't know what this game does with the online because I've noticed I'll jump out of my game because it'll say somebody jumped is one of my friends is online. And then when I come out of the game, and I go into my friends list to see who's online. It has to like disconnect from my game, which no other game I've ever experienced that. It's something that, that actually that happened to me earlier when I was trying to go into the shop, just mm-hmm. just the eShop. It said it you lo- can't go it, into the eShop unless you disconnect. Yeah. It locks yeah. your internet for some reason. And I and I don't know why, but it locks your Weird. internet for some reason. And then when you want to do other things that require your internet, it, you have to disconnect from Pokemon to do that. And then as soon as you jump back in, it reconnects mm-hmm. and does its thing. But it's there's I don't know what it's doing. I, it's a very odd thing going on there. So I will say, I think that the the online side of things needs to be ironed out. I blame Nintendo because nothing they do online works well or str- like easy at all. So I'm no. blaming Nintendo for that. I think that the playing with friends needs to be ironed out. You and I tried to do trading and some other battles and stuff together, and it was very confusing. We had no idea what was happening. It's very, very confusing. It's not just like, yeah. oh, I can jump in with a friend and play. It's like it's just so it's complicated. You have to find them on this list. It's very, very strange. It's broken. Yeah. It doesn't work. Because games like Fortnite do it no problem. So I don't understand why I can't do it in Pokemon. But regardless, that needs to be ironed out. That's my one of my and big before gripes. You, before you move on to the next thing, I do want to mention that when we did figure it out and we did a couple Dynamax battles together, it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That's like one of my favorite things is the Dynamax thing. I'm so happy that they did that. And it's so funny to like pick the dumbest looking Pokemon you have and making it as huge as it can possibly be. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. It, and it was cool. But it, again, when you, when you get out of that battle, then you have to try to find that person again. Yeah. Like you're not, yeah. you're never working with that person. And I guess that's my biggest problem. Like you and I never saw each other in the overworld. We never did anything where nope. it felt like we were playing together. We just had to find each other basically on this list and say, okay, I'm going to join this battle. I'm going to try to get you into it real quick. It, it never mm-hmm. felt like you were in the wild area together. So that needs to be ironed out. Yeah. Um, the other thing that is, and it's such a minor thing, but it, it's, it's just kind of annoying me at this point is the, the, the Pokemon cry, the Pokemon sound that they make, sort of this chip tune MIDI file, like it's got like it's it's a throwback to when the game first started. That like the noises they make of the Pokemon needs to be redone. Enough with the like the MIDI chip tune sounds of the Pokemon. Stop, just stop using those sounds. Eevee and Pikachu in Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu have really great sounds Eevee in this game has the same sound voice Mm -hmm. as it did in pikachu or let's go Eevee. why can't they all have some sort of like just like a better sound and i think it's time that they do that i think it's time that they get rid of those little midi like chiptune sounds given them real voices really flesh them out a little bit better and you know figure it out because Eevee sounds fantastic make them all sound fantastic to mm-hmm. match Eevee because it stands out too because now it's like all right well yeah. Eevee has 
his or her own sound, but everybody else sounds totally different. So it just, it's strange to me that they did that. Um, I noticed that as well. And I completely agree with you. And there are some like where they make this noise and you expect it to be this crazy roar, but it's this weird eight bit noise. It's terrible. It's like, come on, you couldn't put a little more effort into that. Yeah, it's terrible. Make them consistent. It drives me crazy. It's, it's like something that I think maybe they feel as a throwback to what they used to be, but I I don't know. Evie sounds, Evie sounds amazing get on, you know, get to that level. Um, and then voice acting. It doesn't need to be throughout the entire game, but there are key moments in this game where it's time. You need to start putting voice acting. Game Freak Games gave some lame excuse about why they didn't do it. They wanted the player to kind of have the voice in their mind. And then if they had voice acting it through, you know, it would ruin the illusion. Okay. That's it's such it, a bad excuse. Voice acting is in a million games. It doesn't ruin the yeah. illusion. It doesn't break the what what ruins the illusion is somebody's mouth moving and nothing coming out and me reading it. That ruins the illusion for me. So in the cinematics, at the very least, in the cinematics, put voice acting. Yeah. Put voice acting because mm-hmm. then when it's not a cinematic, when it's just sort of me bumping back into that character later on, I at least I have that voice in my mind when I'm reading it. I could say, oh, this is what this person yeah. sounds like. Um, I think that just further fleshes out the world of Galler or wherever they go next. That's the things that are driving people crazy. Again, it doesn't break the game for me, but it's another thing where it's just like, you know what? This game was a step above every other Pokemon that I've played. Here's how to make the next one a step above this one. Here's the things you need to do to make this next game even better. And I'm Mm -hmm. excited to see that. I'm excited for that to happen, but it's time to make these little changes. And I don't think they're so big that it would break the company and break the timeline and break anything like it's it's a very doable couple of things on my list um, that I would love to see. And then for me, there was one thing I actually mentioned it to you today, I think, where it was one of the things that I liked when you showed me um, Pokemon Let's Go is you can have like a companion Pokemon kind of follow you around mm-hmm. and you can have it out. Why don't we have that in this one? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. That would have been a cool yeah. feature that they should make. So, you know, you can... You can select one of your Pokemon in your party to follow you around, just like in Let's yeah. Go and Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. I, I agree. I think that would be cool. It was something that I sort of fell in love with before, and I would li- I, I would kind of like to see that again. And it would be cool, too, because they have these like trainer cards that you can trade. It'd be cool to have that companion on it, kind of like with um, Pokemon Go. My brain... Pokemon, yeah, yeah, Pokemon Go. I was thinking Let's Go and thinking that was wrong. No, mm-hmm. so in Pokemon Go, you have like your companion. So mine's Jolteon, but it'd be so cool if like in your trainer card that you trade with people, if you could have your companion in that with you or you could select from your list of, po- of Pokemon, like a companion. Yeah. But that's that's a very small like customization thing that you go with customizing your character. I, it's not a huge thing, but it would just be like nice to have don't need but nice to have yeah no i absolutely think yeah. that would be fantastic they they should do it it was mm-hmm. a cute it was a cute thing that they had before i mean i loved yeah. dressing my eevee up in pokemon let's go eevee <laughs> and you know i i like that kind of stuff so yeah i all, all 
said and done, I'm absolutely loving this game. I'm excited to keep playing it. And that's about what I'm going to do when I get off and we're done recording is I'm going to play some more Pokemon Shield. But there's just those few things where it's kind of like, I want to see this for the next one. That's how you're going to, that's that's the thing I want. Bump, bump it up another level. Visually, I think, sure, polish the trees up, do whatever you got to do here and there. But overall, I think this is one of the yeah. most beautiful Pokemon games I've played. Um, and uh, I'm loving it. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's the best Pokemon game I've ever played. <laughs> and, and with that bombshell, we're wrapping up another episode of Nintendo Dispatch. Now, like every other week, if you want to write to us, maybe chit chat with us and, uh, you know, just discuss Pokemon with us, please feel free. You can go to NintendoDispatch.com. You can shoot us an email from there if you like, or feel free to even jump on our Discord and uh, and chat with us there. There's a link on our website to that, and it's Nintendo Dispatch on Discord. Please, you know, feel free. We're always on there just talking about things that we're currently playing we share friends codes and when we can we try to play with any of our listeners that are willing to uh deal with us in a game because it's usually a hot mess so if you also want to follow us on twitter please feel free it's at dispatch podcast and with that this has been another nintendo dispatch